all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. And last week was the Saints bye week, so we only put out one episode. And now this Monday, we are going to just kind of recap the first eight games of the season, look forward to the next eight games of the season, and then also we have some news for you. And then this is Falcons hate week as a lot of Saints fans like to call it. And it should be a fun game here where the Saints should get a lot of um, stars back with Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, and then also they should be looking to hopefully get their seventh straight win here. But we are going to start off with some news, or maybe I should really just call it a rumor, because Dante Moncrief was cut by the Steelers, and he's going to be put on waivers for Monday. And we'll see what happens here if the Saints take a look at him. Josh Gordon was a player that the Saints maybe were looking at in the waivers, and he went to Seattle instead. Seattle was 28th on the waivers, Saints were 30th. So that's just kind of how maybe close they were to getting him. But again, I think it's interesting that the Saints are coming up in here, and they're probably still going to be looking for wide receivers here, and I think Dante Moncrief could be a good choice. Look, I think he would actually be better than Gordon. I think he fits the Saints system better than Gordon. But he's had a bad year this year. He only has four catches, only 18 yards. For the Steelers, he was supposed to be their big fix, kind of their number two guy. They had AB leaving, Bell leaving. They needed to add a weapon, so they added him. Just didn't work out, and he was cut. But last year in 2018, he did have 48 catches, 668 yards, and three touchdowns. His career high in touchdowns was seven touchdowns when he was with the Colts. And I do think that he's a player that can come up in here and do some really good work. You're looking at it here, and obviously his best year was in probably either last year in 2018 or maybe you can put up that year in 2016 where he had 30 catches and seven touchdowns so it kind of what you were looking at what you value here but he, he he's definitely a touchdown threat he's able to score touchdowns he was in 15 16 went six and seven in his touchdowns and i think he's a player that can come up in here and obviously do some really good work if the saints were to pick him up i think he would be a guy that can definitely throw the deep ball he's or not throw the deep ball but catch the deep ball and he's a burner down the field. He's a big play type guy. He scores touchdowns. And that's kind of the player that the Saints need. Now, I'm not going to say that he's going to come up in here and just have this huge year with, or like in the last eight games, he's going to have like 50 catches or 40 catches. No. He'll probably come in here. He'll get maybe 20 catches and hopefully a few touchdowns. And that would be perfect. And you'd be like, that's that's what your number three, number two should be. It's just one more weapon I feel like the Saints need. And we'll see if they're able to add that with Moncrief. If they don't look at Moncrief, they could obviously still look at other candidates like Des Bryant. And I, I know a lot of people don't want to hear that name, but it's a possibility if the Saints really get desperate, a few injuries. But that's just kind of what the Saints are looking at there. So that, I think, could be an option for the Saints. I think we have to see. And that's obviously going to be a storyline going into the second half is going to be what, what are the Saints going to be able to do to get that next kind of just weapon and maybe the finishing piece to this team. So I think that's really interesting. But before we do that, we are going to talk about the Saints' first half of the year. 7-1. and one. 5-0 without Drew Brees, that's obviously really, really good. And I think we're just going to probably just go through, obviously, all the games and just, like, storylines I think is going to be the biggest thing. Like, the Saints started off the year, they got the win, 30-28 against the Texans, a very kind of old Saints win. You had Drew Brees late, having a lot of heroics. The defense didn't really show up in that game, gave up a late touchdown. 
and it was kind of just like, okay, we got the win first game. That's fine. Keep the good times rolling. Good. Then, second game of the season, traveling to Los Angeles, we thought we were going to get our revenge. Everyone was like, Saints got this win. Or at least Saints fans were. Saints got this win. It'll probably be close, but they're going to get their revenge. And they just get their blown, their doors blown off them. Lose 27-9. to Drew Brees is hurt, which I think is probably a big reason why they lost this game. Sean Payton did not have a good game coaching. And it, it really just lost a lot of kind of confidence this team had, for sure. You want to listen to my podcast after that loss. It's it's demoralizing, almost. Because you're like, okay, fine. Breeze is out. You looked awful. You'd be happy with a 3-3 three and three with Bridgewater, 2-4. and four. You're not you're not out of it. You win one game. You're like, damn, we're probably done. And obviously, known games, people were just like, we don't know what we're going to do. Defense is not playing well. Offense is not playing well. What do we do? And is, is the Saints' window to win? It's close. That's what people are saying. I mean, you could have definitely... I, I wasn't fully saying, like, oh, the window's still open because it just felt like last year was the year then at that point. Obviously, a big call didn't go the Saints' way again. Saints were complaining, and you had a lot of people saying the Saints were dumb. Then they kind of do that second leg of that road trip where they stood in California or in Washington out west, and they just blow the doors off Seattle. They did win only 33-27, to but a lot of that was Garbo touchdowns and stuff at the end by Seattle. The Saints actually were up 33-14 to in that one with four minutes to go. So they went into Seattle and blew the doors off of them. And they're a great team, Seattle. You're looking at their record right now. I believe they're 6-2. and two. So you got to look at that and be like, really good job by the Saints because they were able to come up and just with Teddy Bridgewater leading the way. He didn't do too much. It was obviously a lot of just the whole team effort. They had a punt return for a touchdown. Defense played outstanding versus the Seahawks here. And they get that win. Huge win. That means like, okay, we're, we're, we, we're fine. We're 2-1. and one. Now we go to play Dallas at home. And I'm still like, no one's sold, though. Everyone's like, Dallas is probably going to beat us. Dallas is a really good team. They were coming in 3-0 and at that point. Not everyone's saying Dallas is going to beat us, but everyone knew it was going to be a close game. It was probably going to be like last year's game even more. The Saints don't have Drew Brees. So it's like, I don't know. Like if, the, if the, Basically, the same the teams are coming in basically with the exact same type of teams, but with Teddy Bridgewater quarterback instead of Drew Brees. So a lot of people took Dallas in this one. I was actually, I did. I took Dallas in this one. I thought it was going to be a close game and Dallas would win. And the Saints come up 12-10 victory where Will Lutz hits four field goals. The Saints defense comes to play, and they get they just grind out a win. And that's obviously just another huge thing for the Saints. They just grind in and out. That's what they were able to do in this five-game stretch, and they start off 2-0 and with Bridgewater. Then they come back home, and they just blow the doors off of Tampa Bay in a really good game. This game was like, we're good. We don't, even, we don't really need the defense every game. Teddy Bridgewater showed out, and this was the game. This was Teddy's game. This was like, Teddy Bridgewater can start in this league. He's a good starter in this league, and he's ready to go. And I, and I think this is when people saw, me including, that I, I was like, Teddy Bridgewater is, is the leader of this. He could lead a team. And the first two games, he was just a part. In this game, he was just a leader. And you're like, he can have these types of games. And with the right pieces around him, he can really thrive. He can't just be okay. He will be good. Great. He'll thrive. And a lot like Alex Smith, when he was in the, with the Chiefs or the 49ers late, he could definitely thrive here. Then they go on the road versus Jacksonville. Another road victory. 13-6 to win over Jacksonville. Again, just grinded it out. Defense plays an outstanding game. Offense does just enough. Penalties. Not penalties, but just like missed opportunities. Penalties obviously are included in that, but not just penalties. Missed opportunities by this team, I think, was a big thing. And But they're still able to win. Obviously, you're going to take that. They stopped Gardner Minshew right in his tracks. It wasn't even really close, so... Really good game there, and it was really just another just grinded out victory. I thought the Saints were going to win this one. I thought a lot of people thought the Saints would win this one, and probably in the similar fashion that they did. It was, I think, just look, you had two good defenses going up against each other. The Saints just outwilled Jacksonville, completely shut them down. No touchdowns for 
the Jaguars. Then they just blow the doors off of Chicago at Chicago. Chicago needed that game coming off the bye. They were they should have been the more desperate team, and the Saints just went out there and just pummeled them. And it looked like the Saints were the more desperate team. Again, 36-25, it looked a lot closer with the Bears having a lot of late Garbo points, touchdowns. And obviously you don't want to see that, but look, the Saints won this game, I think, by a larger margin than the score says. They scored 36 points. You have Latavius Murray completely having just one of his best games maybe of his career, just the importance that it made for him coming in with Kamara Hurt. And I think it was just a really good game for Murray. Bridgewater shows out. He is a big game. Michael Thomas as always, but really great game by the Saints. And the defense obviously showed up, completely stopped Trubisky right in his tracks. Just another really good win. And this is just like, this is what happens when they don't miss opportunities, when the, the offense with Teddy Bridgewater is playing at its highest level. And that was obviously really big. And that's the 5-0. and And that's Teddy Bridgewater's starting kind of progression. Those were the five games he starts. They go 5-0. and And I think he played good. Look, he had a, I think he had two picks when he was with the Saints. Two picks. And that's like, one of them I know was tipped. And then I think one of them is dropped. But really not that. Teddy, Teddy played well. And you got to give him a ton of credit. Tons of credit. And we'll get into that later. But tons of credit there. And then to finish up the first half of the year, the Saints get the win versus Arizona. 31-9 to in Drew Brees' return. Brees plays amazing in this one. And throws three touchdowns, almost 400 yards. And just, again, Saints defense played very good with only giving up nine points. No touchdowns to Arizona. And it was just another just all-good team victory. And... Coming into the bye week, you're thrilled 7-1. and one, And you're looking really good. And we'll see if they can keep that momentum coming out of the bye. They have obviously a huge stretch. But that's a really solid first half for the Saints when a lot of things went wrong and a lot of things with the adversity that this team's faced. They're battle-tested. And they're ready to go not just for the second half. They're ready for a Super Bowl run. And I don't know what other teams went through that the Saints team has and still ended up 7-1 and one here. Even how good that these other really good teams are. The Patriots, who are now 7-1, and one, and obviously they're a great team, but they faced a really easy schedule. And the first hard team they play, they lose to. I think Bill Belichick will write the ship. They'll probably be fine. They'll probably be right there in the Super Bowl. But again, they didn't really face adversity. 49ers, look, they have a great team. They're 8-0. They got no adversity, really. I mean, besides from like a Tevin Coleman injury, you're mostly healthy in this one. They just had an injury with Quan Alexander going out. So we'll see how they affect, when that affects this team next week when they go Monday night against Seattle, which will obviously be a really tough game for them. They've played an easy schedule, and the only hard game that you're really thinking of this, this on this team's schedule so far was the Rams at Rams, which is obviously a really good win for the 49ers. But again, I, I just think that they really can have that much adversity, definitely not as much as the Saints, and the Saints are here at 7-1 without Drew Brees, without, you're going to say, without Alex Anzalone too, without Alvin Kamara for a few games, without Jared Cook. This team is battle-tested, ready to go, and they're so deep. It just showed how deep they were. And people are going to say they didn't have anything at the deadline. Other teams did. This, the yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. It's just, this team didn't need really a player at the deadline. Yes. Would they like the receiver? Yeah. But Taysom Mill was able to pick up some slack last week. We'll obviously have Kamara back this week. Jared Cook will probably pick up some slack this week as well. I, I think this team, coming out of the bye week, they'll probably be the most healthy, first of all, which is huge. First time this team has been fully healthy since week one. So, again, I just think that coming into this game against the Falcons, Again, I'm not going to say it's not a, it's not a sure winner, but no wins a sure win, especially against a division opponent and a division rival, number one rival. But I think they should be looking really good for our next eight. So we're just going to go over some quick storylines, and then we'll move over to our next 
eight games, but here's a word from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts, end games to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program, a really great app. So definitely check Vivid Seats out. They really know what they're doing. And I always go there when I'm looking for Saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the New York area. It's just really a good place to go. So now we are going to go into our storylines of the first half of the 2019 season, starting off with Teddy Bridgewater taking the helm from Drew Brees and going 5-0 and when Drew is hurt. Obviously, Drew is going to always be the starter, always be the captain, always be when he's back and ready to go. But Teddy Bridgewater showed up. You got to give him a ton of credit because Teddy Bridgewater not only won five straight games and not only really in a really tough part of the Saints schedule comes out undefeated and really just keeps the flow of this team going. And that's really tough to do. And you got to give him a ton of credit for that. And you can't see that in the box score. You can't see that even when you're just looking at these highlights of the games. You only All you know is just in the locker room. And obviously when you watch the games, you can see on the sidelines, the morale is there. You, you're just like, we're fine. Breeze is out. That's fine. But I'm going to do now, now Teddy's in. And I'm going to do Teddy things. And it's going to be really great for this team. So you got to give him a ton of credit there because that is obviously really tough to do. So got to give credit where credit is due to Teddy. Because, I mean, looking at going into this stretch, I think everyone in those five games would have been happy with two or three, three and two. And he comes five and out. So you got to give him a ton of credit. But just looking at his stats in these games, he's really able to just obviously not only not just do too much because he's just really able to just stay do what Teddy Bridgewater does and honestly just play a really good game so looking at what he was able to do here he had a 67.7 completion percentage which is very good he throws for 1300 um yards above 1300 yards with 1370 and he throws nine touchdowns to only two picks so that's through about five games yeah I'm going to I'm throwing out that game the first game of the season and QBR wasn't so good with a 47.5, but I don't think QBR is really anything here. He's able to complete passes, able to get touchdowns and not throw a lot of picks. And he was able to do a really good job there. Wasn't Drew Brees, wasn't Drew Brees level, but it was still good. So you got to give him a lot of credit there. And that's obviously going to raise um, a lot of questions about where he's going to be next year. And he's obviously going to get paid and he should get paid the big bucks because he was able to come here with a really good team and win and control the locker room and do a really good job. And when he was strutting out there in his high school, he's like strutting into a big contract, I bet, because he's obviously, I don't think he cares about it, to be honest with you. I think he really cares about winning a Super Bowl and about playing football. I don't think the money's that big of a, a big, not, it's obviously not an issue for him, but I don't think it's a big of a like talking point for him. I, I think he just cares where he's playing and where the locker room is. That's just what I feel. Yeah, he's going to want to get paid. And yeah, he's going to want to get top dollar, whatever he can get. 
but I think he cares most about winning and just playing football, which is honestly, it's a breath of fresh air in this league because I, I think that really matters. And obviously he's going to get highly compensated for it. He's a solid QB that does a lot of great things, but I think that is just really good here. Going over to our second storyline is that the defense is showing up. First time, I think, really ever as a Saints fan that the Saints have showed up on defense for me. Like, 2018 last year was great. Defense played good. I'm not going to say it was it was average. This year, they're the fifth best defense in the league. They're a top five defense. Who would have thought, even coming into the season, this defense showed up. And it's been showing up. And it's probably going to keep on showing up. Obviously, your main contributors have been Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Demario Davis, the main guys, but you got to give a ton of credit where credit is due to some guys that have really, I think, taken the next step. Von Bell looks amazing. He's really taken the next step to not only just a starter, but an above average to very good starter. Marcus Davenport took a step forward. Really, he's doing much better. I know he only has three sacks, but a, a ton of pressures, and he's really been able to just come into that role as the second defensive uh, end, which was definitely a talking point coming into the season. I was, I was out there for saying we should sign another defensive lineman. I don't get why they're doing that. And they were 100% right. Bringing in Marcus Davenport, keeping Marcus Davenport, I really should say. And then, obviously, they were going to do that. Not bringing in another player. And then, obviously, giving Trey Hendrickson an increased role. It's worked. They've played really good. you got to give them a ton of credit. Then, you're obviously going to have... I think A.J. Klein has had a better year with this team. Really, just when that run stopping role. I think he's been really good at that. you got to give Marcus Williams, after a down year last year, has a really good year this year and really playing some good football. Eli Apple taking the next step forward, playing really good. Marcus Lattimore coming back to... Or Marshawn Lattimore, I should say, is coming back into that fold as one of the best cornerbacks in the league. All good. All around really good stuff. In Inside, you have David Onyemata stepping up, doing really good work. Malcolm Brown comes in here and really playing good. Same, obviously, with Sheldon Rankins coming off the injury. I don't really know how this Saints defense is so deep that I don't really know a main, big, like, a big problem with it. Maybe you want to say linebacker, that's fine, I guess. But I, I think the Saints have the safeties to cover that. Chauncey Carter-Johnson has stepped up. P.J. Williams has stepped up. And you got to give them also a ton of credit. This defense has played outstanding, and they're playing great as a union. De- Dennis Allen's been a great coach. Ryan Nielsen's been a great coach on the defensive line. And you got to give these guys just a ton of credit because without this defense, the Saints are not 7-1. And I think we all can agree on that. They're able to stop teams and completely shut down offenses. And they did it against very good teams. To me, I know they gave up 27 points, but I think they shut down Seattle for most of the game. I really believe that. They shut down Dallas's offense, who's a great offense. They shut down Chicago, who has a ton of of firepower. Same with the Cardinals. Jacksonville shut down Gardner Minshew, and they really shut down Tampa Bay with a ton of firepower on that offense, and they were coming off some really hot games as well. So you got to give these guys a ton of credit. They played an amazing stretch of football, and hopefully that continues into the second half and hopefully into the playoffs because that's going to be the most important thing, I think, going into the playoffs. If they have a hot defense playing well, the offense is getting on at the right time, everything's going and shifting towards the right for the Saints, and that's obviously really big for the Saints and the whole, really, this season. It's looking very good when you're putting this defense together. If the defense starts to taper off, though, offense still is not so wishy-washy, then you could see the 7-1 maybe turn into, like, 11-5, and and then it's all wishy-washy going into the playoffs. Maybe you just get into a division. Uh, you win your division, and that's really it. And then you obviously don't have all that momentum. But if you come in here, play have a really good second half, keep that defense up, offense gets going, I don't know who's stopping this team. So I think that's going to be really interesting there. And then finally, our third storyline is going to be Sean Payton for Coach of the Year. And he sh- I think he should get this. I mean, what he's done with Bridgewater, with his defense, learning how to win in a new way is just 
amazing. And he was able to do that. And this is now, he's been coaching this team for a while and still being revolutionary, still making great play calls, still getting this team ready to play each week and dominate. It's especially in the in the physicality department. This team has been always there, hitting even harder. And they're just, you got to give them a ton of credit. And that's why I want to give Sean Payton a ton of credit. But before we get into our next eight games and our storyline for our next eight games, we are going to take another break and hear a word from our sponsors at my bookie. So the Saints have started off 7-1 and one and obviously have been causing huge payouts for betters that have taken the Saints. So if you haven't gotten to the action already, now is the time. Check out the latest from our friends at MyBookie. Of course, in addition to the spreads, MyBookie has all of the lines for all the major sports. That means the NFL, NBA, NHL, and more. And then in addition to the traditional spreads and totals, quarters, halves, or periods on the ice will also be posted. Player props including points, yards, or goals, PGA, NASCAR, soccer, and more. There's a, so much variety you can bet on at MyBookie. And now is the best time to get in the action. Sign up at MyBookie.ag and use promo code OVERTIME and they will match your first deposit. Again, promo code OVERTIME and new users get their first deposit doubled. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. And now we are going to get into our preview for the second half of the year. Really, I'm just really going to go through storylines. Like, you guys know my preview. You can go to the early part of the season. Obviously, it's changed probably, but I don't really want to go each game, win or loss. And I, I just don't think that it would do us much good of time if we could just go through storylines, give a bigger picture, and really show some big kind of just overarching themes of this kind of second half, some big games. And really, what I think is going to happen here. So, I will just go through the games real quickly to give you guys just kind of a setup for the team. And then I will kind of give you my three storylines. So, starting off, they do play the Falcons after the bye week, coming up 1 o'clock at home. Then they go to Tampa Bay and play the Bucks. They come home to play the Panthers. And then they go on the road on Thanksgiving night to play the Falcons. And then, obviously, the biggest game here, and what I'm really excited about is that the Saints are going to have from Thursday all the way to next Sunday to play the 49ers at home. That's going to be a big game for sure. Then they go to Monday night. They play the Colts in the Dome. They travel to Tennessee to play the Titans, and then they finish off their season at Carolina. So, obviously, with our first storyline, the biggest stretch is going to be those four division games here at the beginning of the second half. You go to Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. If the Saints finish this 4-0 and they win all four games, that basically wraps up the NFC South right there by Thanksgiving, which is obviously huge. Then you can focus on some bigger things and some bigger kind of goals from this team. But obviously, first is the NFC South. You want to keep on running the South, as their championship shirt said last year when they won the South. So you want to keep doing that, and that's obviously going to be big in these next four games. And look, every division game, you want to say, oh, Falcons easy win, Panthers easy win. They're not easy wins. And as much as, you know, you obviously don't want to hear me say this, they're going to be probably close games, and they're probably going to be tough to win, and especially the games on the road. So, again, I, I wouldn't call any of these games easy wins, and no divisional opponent's going to be easy for this team and any team, I feel like, in the NFL. So they got to come in here. they got to play hot. I think they will. I don't I don't think the Saints will be, like, kind of, like, like half-stepping it against these teams. I think they want to beat, especially the Falcons, you want to beat your rivals. So I don't think that will be an issue, but they got to keep the – a foot on the gas, and I think that's going to be really big. Second story is going to be that showdown with 
the Niners. Obviously, it's going to be a huge game. It's probably going to tell you a lot about who's going to get home field throughout the playoffs. It's at home for the Saints. It's going to obviously be a big game. And they're undefeated. So if they stay on this undefeated track through the next four games, they may be seeing the Saints at 12-0 or 11-0, whatever they'll be at that point. And that's going to be a huge game. And again, I think the Saints do match up well against the 49ers. I really like what they're able to do there. I think when looking at it, they're able to do some really good things on the defense. I think they'll be able to stop Garoppolo. Garoppolo, to me, is just too kind of just inexperienced. He's too just... I don't think he's up for the moment yet to play Drew Brees yet. And I don't think that they have, like, the talent around him like the Rams do and other teams like that. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking there about this team. Their defense is great. And don't get me wrong, they're going to probably be able to stop the Saints, but I don't think they'll be able to stop them for less than 10 points. And I think the Saints defense can and may well, maybe, maybe they, I think I'm going to say they will. They will stop the Niners to less than 10 points. And I think the Saints will be able to score more than that. So I think that is obviously a really big thing there. I just think the, the firepower for the Saints, the star power for the Saints is higher than the star power for the Niners. And they obviously have their Definitely a lot of star power with Nick Bosa and players like that, but I'll just take the Saints in that one, especially with Quan Alexander out now and a little speed goes away. He'd be able to guard Alvin Kamara. Now he can't, so we'll see what happens, but I think that is definitely a game to look out for. And then our third and final matchup is going to be, can the Saints find another, another weapon on the offense? Who's it going to be? Are they going to be able to get Jared Cook back and he'll be the next weapon and he'll really take a huge role in this offense, which would be nice. That would be huge for the second half. Will it be a guy like Taysom Hill? Will it be a guy like Traquan Smith coming back from injury? Keith Kirkwood, who both will be back after the bye. That's going to be really interesting. I think we all got to look at that there. Both players obviously were hurt for most of the year. And Cook injured of late, but he was coming on later. So that's obviously really good. Had a had the game-winning touchdown against the Jaguars, which was obviously really big. So how are the Saints going to find this other weapon? Let's say this all doesn't work. Do they actually try Des Bryant again in the middle of November? Maybe that's a possibility. We'll have to see what they want to do there. That could be really interesting. I'd be surprised, obviously, if they got him, but I think that's really interesting. And I think when you're looking at it, that's um, definitely a possibility if some things just don't work out. And just because we're on the subject, Dante Moncrief has gotten signed by the Panthers. So all that talk about the beginning about Dante Moncrief, he's signed now. So again, that's just another guy off the board. And I think he could be a big kind of big piece or would have been a big piece of the Saints. I think he could be a big piece of the Panthers going down the stretch as they're making their postseason run. We'll see what happens. But Again, I just want to say that piece of news while we were on air. So I think that is very interesting. And um, I, I just think like another weapon, whoever it is, when you're looking at this roster, it, it's been the last few weeks, it's been Latavius Murray. It's been guys like Taysom Hill. Like these just like, not not to say like they're no-namers, obviously they're big, but you got to find a third guy, a consistent player that's besides Kamara and besides Mike Thomas. And the Saints were able to do that with Jared Cook for a little bit with Teddy Bridgewater, and hopefully that will continue with Drew Brees going into this game with the Falcons, but I think it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be the consistent guy. And if they can't find anyone in the house, maybe they go and try to sign a guy outside of the house. So I think that's going to be looking at interesting to look at down the, down the stretch, see where the Saints get. I think Traquan Smith is going to come into his own once he comes back from this injury. That's kind of my pick who's going to happen. I don't think they will sign Des Bryant. I think Traquan comes back and does a really good job. So I think that's going to be... I think really interesting to watch out for as Traquan, I think, came on and he looked better in the beginning of the season than, unfortunately, got, gets hurt. But I think he, I think, could be a big boost for this team. So I think that could be very interesting as well. Same with Keith Kirkwood and those guys. So all in all, I think really positive vibes right now for the Saints. You're looking, you're going in really high into the bye and you're hopefully to go even higher. Because the goal 
isn't to go even 8-0 in these next eight games. Obviously, it's the goal, but it's not the main goal. The main goal is to win the Super Bowl. And they can't do that until, obviously, they make the playoffs and they win their division and hopefully get home field advantage. But you got to set yourself, obviously, up, and that's what they're going to try to do with these eight games. But they got to stay on point. they got to stay on the goal at hand, and that's to really finish the deal, win the Super Bowl. And I think they they'll, they have a chance now. And maybe coming into this game, and to, to, this, um, to the season, rather, you're like, maybe they didn't. And then after, obviously, Drew Brees gets hurt, you're like, oh, probably not. And then they go 5-0 with Bridgewater, and you're like, we're back on. Seems really at a high point. You're even seeing at the bye week a lot, all positive vibes. You have Teddy Bridgewater doing the super strut. You have Drew Brees doing amazing pump-ups. That's just kind of what you want to hear there. So I think all really good stuff and really how the Saints team, this kind of bye week edition of the Hootat discussion, I think it's all positive. And I think it should be all positive. Going into 7-1 and in the bye is really difficult to do, and the Saints were able to do that without Drew Brees for five and a half games. That's all you got to say. Some really good job from the coaching staff to the players to the and everybody to the general manager they've just done a great job so far and you got to give them a lot of credit so with all that said i think it's time to wrap up this podcast if you enjoy what we're doing here at the hoodat discussion and really like what we're producing and everything that's going on with twitter and everything we're doing here at the podcast and just anywhere and you haven't followed us on our various accounts other than twitter and instagram you could subscribe to anywhere we listen to this podcast so that's itunes google play spotify even sites like Castbox and stuff like that we are on there and then as always we're on twitter as i said before at the who this instagram at who discussion as always and again i just think the same positive vibes going to this kind of falcons game falcons hate week so obviously on thursday probably thursday night going into friday we will have a preview episode out for you guys and obviously, if any news breaks or anything like that, we'll be at we'll be there on uh, Thursday night to give it to you guys. So, with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat.